good. You already know. We're presenting. It's that time of the hour we're presenting. The modern day warrior, modern day gladiator, high octane, the ferocious one from down under Australia, the man of the hour. Came to my neck of the woods, New York City, Madison Square Garden, defeated Mickey Bay. Follow it up with Lee Selby. Has become the IBF mandatory challenger to the newly crowned undisputed champion, Tiffany Lopez. The man that got all the attributes. I'm going to tell you like this, man. His style, his style remind me a little bit of, of, a, of a Durang. A Durang. Stylistically, stylistically, this dude has effective aggression, effective, throws every punch in the book, footwork is up to par. Man of the hour, George Cambosa Jr. <laughs> Yo, right, what's I'm good? Bring, I'm gonna bring you into camp, man. I'm gonna bring you to camp because you're the best heart man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you got to Hey, I'm, I'm available. I'm available. I'm going to have to bring you to Australia. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yo, no lie. Yo, in New York City, every time I run, I, I, I meet an Australian. Y'all got that good, like, y'all live life. Y'all got that good personality and stuff like that. Every time I meet somebody from Australia, my bucket list, you, my, I, I told my wife all the time, I want to move to Australia. She, she said, why? I, I just like the people. They just cool. <laughs> yeah, look, we're, we're, just, we're just positive people. Um, yeah. Just got a great, great uh, asset on life. You know, we're just good, good, uh, good, fun people. Yeah, man. Yeah. How's, how's it going, man? How's it going? I'm good, man. I'm, uh, I got my last day of quarantine. So obviously the way the world is right now, especially Australia, um, you come back in from an international destination, you got to do your two-week quarantine. So, you know, I'm happy that uh, it's the, the last day I get out of quarantine I get out of H block the way I've been, I've been telling people, <laughs> but it's not easy. It's even when you're world number one, um, yeah. they got you in a, in a little room. So there's no luxuries. Yeah. And I've been training hard, man. I've been putting in work here. I feel like I'm in, I'm back in camp, being in this little room. So, uh, so you have, so I'm you, not very positive. So you haven't properly celebrated your win yet because you've been in court. No, I, I haven't celebrated anything. I haven't uh, gone out for a nice meal. I haven't even seen my two kids, man. Uh, I haven't seen no friends. I've just been, oh, you know, in this room. You know, going back and forth with with a lot of different people. Obviously, a lot of lot of news with 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 the Lopez fight. You know, my teams are going back and forth. So, and it's all been business straight uh, from from a business. Um, you know, obviously getting the business against uh, Lee Sobin, straight into business. You know, for the next fight. Hey man, yeah, hey, you got the. It's a great opportunity. It was a great win. I had it personally. I had it one sixteen, one twelve. You winning. You, you, it was a it was a great outing. Great outing, masterful chess match. I, I I love the performance. I love the performance. A lot of people thought there was people thought that Lee Subby was going was going to come in and just beat you. And I, and I just think it's because people are probably more familiar with the name here in America. They push certain fighters, mm. and they don't probably talk about other fighters from outside of America. So you know you hear the Tank and you hear the Ryan and you hear the the Haney's, but Camboso, man, you in precision, man. You fighting. You probably you probably got the best. Best best two outings out of all of them at, at lightweight. Yeah, look, what other lightweight that's not a champion? And obviously, I don't rate Haney as, as a champion because he got an email to him. Um, <clears throat> not disrespecting his talent, he's a good, he's a good fighter. But um, what other fighter outside of the, uh, the champions have gone and fought two former world champions and beat them? But not only beat them, beat them well and in their backyard. I mean, I've yeah. taken risks to go fight Mickey Bay in New York in his backyard. 
Madison Square Garden, then going to Fort Lee Solby in London in his backyard. Um, and that, that's, 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 that's a risk I'm taking. Uh, that's why yeah. I deserve to be in the position I'm in. I deserve to, to have earned the position I'm in. And um, I mean, I know I have the skills, the belief and the talent to beat Lopez. Yo, people, if people, people always forget about how hard it is for others to come from, from, you know, from their home, you know, into a, a uncomfortable situation. Most of the time when you're going outside your country and you're beating people and you got, it's all the odds up against you, you know, you don't know, you know how boxing is. Is it going to be robbery? They're going to rob him because he's not the hometown guy. So you're facing all of that. And that, and, and, and no lie, I wish that more champions will go outside their comfort zone and defend their titles outside of the country, earn their title outside of the country. 110%. You're a world champion. You need to go defend your belt around the world. Um, you got to make your name worldwide. And that's why this fight between myself and Lopez, you know, and uh, everything is, is looking great. Um, I mean, he needs, he's a world champion and not only one world, world title, he's got all the belts. So go and defend your, your belt um, everywhere. And first stop, come to Australia in a packed out arena. Oh yeah, man! It's live out there. It's live out there. So, what, what you, how you felt about the, about that fight with Lomachenko and Tiafimo Lopez? How you saw that fight? Look, you can never rule out um, a young, hungry fighter, and that's why I always had in the back of my mind that Lopez was going to come and, and bring a lot to the table. Just the lead up, uh, Lomachenko didn't look. I don't know. It just didn't look right. He just didn't like. He was interested. Um, did he think the way Lopez said he looks at him like a piece of gum on his shoe? Who is this kid? Um, maybe he looked at him like that, but that was his biggest downfall. And to not throw a punch for seven rounds, come on. Man, what, yeah. what was he doing? What was the game plan? There was no game plan. Was he downloading data for seven rounds? <laughs> Who knows what he was doing? But um, look, when you, when you look at my fights, I come from round one. Round one, I'm, I'm on your ass straight away. I, mean, I'm, 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 I don't need, I don't need uh, a round for data. I don't need seven rounds for data. Um, yeah. I've done all my data in the training camp. I know exactly what you're about. But look, it's a great win. I'm not going to take that away from, from Lopez. Great win. He beat the man to become the man. Um, you know, he got all the belts, so he becomes the, he becomes the guy now. And now you got the possibility to fight the man, to become the man. You know, it's- 110%. Look, I've had that belief a long time, and, and I know where I'm heading. If I didn't have that belief, I wouldn't be fighting for more champions in the backyard where you don't have to fight these guys. Um, the, the thing that people need to realize, I didn't need to fight Mickey Bay. You know, former world champion, a dangerous guy that's been, that's got so much experience. I didn't have to fight him. I was already in the position for Eliminator. But I begged my promoter and the people around me. I said, his name popped up. Let's do it. I want that fight. I want to test myself. Because if I can't beat Mickey Bay, I'm not going to be able to beat, obviously, Selby. I'm not going to be able to beat, uh, obviously, whoever had the belt at that stage, being Lomachenko or Lopez. So that's the test that I wanted to take in my career. Yeah, that, I thought you would have ended up. I think you would have knocked him out early because you did knock out Minky Bay. When was it? Was it the second or third round? You knocked him out. You knocked him down early. I thought he was going to finish. Yeah, finish no, no, Minky Bay got. No, I put him down in round ten. I put him down in round. Oh, 10. round ten, round uh, ten. Okay. Look, Mickey is, is is a very class fighter. You know, very uh, awkward style. Good off the jab. Mayweather school fighter. What was his second uh, world and champion? The crunk, and the crunk gym too. And yeah, that's right. So he's got a huge, huge, um, you know, resume. He was. Commie's main sparring partner. He was in the gym with uh, Sean Porter, Rancis Bartholomew. So the man was prepared. The man was, was ready. And I feel like he was, he was better than what he was in his prime because this was his big opportunity. You know, you saw him. He was ripped ass. He was ready. Um, but we were 110% ready. Um, I boxed great. I picked him apart. And then in round 10, and I put him down. He was hurt. He barely survived. Um, and if it was a 12-round fight, he would have he went. 
Yeah. Let let how how let the people know to be acquainted with you. Tell us tell us briefly about your 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 upbringing into the sport of boxing. Look, I fell into boxing. I played obviously the the, the national um, sport here in Australia, uh, footy, rugby league, and I was an overweight kid. I was bullied at school. I would always come last. Anything I did, I'd come last. And it's hard to to see that where you see this this confident guy in here, this ripped up uh, fighting machine going and beating former world champions in their backyard. It's hard to see that, but um, mm. you know, I was I was a bullied kid, so mm. I fell into boxing. My father took me to box boxing to purely help obviously the bullying and help my, my uh, footy career. And all of a sudden, I just fell in love with the sport, man. I love the sport. And um, instead of footy, I said, look, I want to be a fighter. I want, I want all this. I had my first amateur fight, won my first amateur fight. 100 amateur fights later, I decided to turn professional. And uh, here we are now, 19-0, number one in the world. And you know, we're looking for a showdown with the unified champ to, to take all his hardware and his belts. That's what's up. Because I heard, I heard Mike Tyson talking about bullying huh? and how bullying it still carries him for the rest of his life. He still mm. dictate his 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 um you know whatever he does in life, his maneuvers, the people that he meet. He always have that bully that being bullied mentality. Do you have? The, does that carry with you your whole Look, life? I love Mike Tyson. I'm even wearing Mike Tyson right now. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> That's I a love, cool shirt. I love Mike, and, and, and obviously I'm looking forward to him fighting Roy Jones, another legend. But yeah, you, you have that burning desire. Um, that's why when, obviously, people are going to say things, they're going to say, well, you shouldn't be fighting Lopez or you're not going to beat Lopez. Well, I've heard it all already. You know, I mean, I've been, as a young kid, you know, hearing uh, negative things. So, you know, you, you just use that as fuel. That's your fuel. Um, that's your burning desire inside of you to prove people wrong. Like you said, not many people thought I was going to beat Lee Sorby. Not many people thought I was going to beat Mickey Bay. And even when I was fighting in Australia, um, a lot of people didn't think I was going to be certain guys, but yeah, man, I proved them wrong. I, I, I'm not meant to be here. I'm not meant to be in the position I am right now. Definitely not. Um, people say, man, you're a talented fighter. You move so well. Your heart, your, your, your speed is unbelievable. Your footwork is unbelievable. Your boxing IQ is unbelievable. But this is just hard work. This was no talent. I'm telling you now, I was an overweight kid that struggled to run, run laps around an oval. Um, this is just pure hard work, uh, dedication, and sacrifice and belief. You know, the, and that, the, the and more I got into, the more just, I fell in love with the sport, the more belief I, I began to have. So, so you could say that boxing actually saved your life, you feel? I, I feel so because I don't know where I would be without boxing. Um, I don't know how overweight I'd be. I don't know how much bullying I would have caught because obviously bullying is, is crazy and a lot of, you know, unfortunate you know, people take their lives from it. So who knows where, you know, my road would have, would have taken me and my life would have, would have played out. But um, I'm in a great position right now to to be where I'm at and obviously, you know, in a position to, to give awareness to, to bullying and to help other people because I know it's a big factor. Um, a lot of people see that, you know, this, this, this guy, a lot of people think I'm arrogant or, or too cocky, but, you know, it's just pure confidence, pure confidence. And, and when people remember, they go, man, you're just a humble guy, man. You're just a cool, humble guy. Yeah, man. I, and I love, I love your style. I love your ferocious style. And what I also, personally, what I love about your style is when you throw those counters, you don't throw them single shots and countering. You probably mm. never throw the single shot. You actually double it and triple your counters. Time, like I was watching, I was watching the fights and I'm like, he don't wait three seconds to throw a, to throw, to throw a punch. You don't wait longer than four seconds, three seconds. Nah, you nah. have a consistent pressure. It's from bell, from the, from the start to finish. You just keep on that pressure, pressure. Great jab, great jab, very disciplined with the jab. And, and I believe that jab, you know, has become this type of, um, 
you know, I, I believe they, they have a band in the jab nowadays. You know, they throw more feints. A lot of fighters throw more feints. They have band in the jab, but you still throw that jab. Footwork is amazing. And I love Look, the combination. I'm from the old school, man. I, I love the sweet science. And, um, you know, the jab is, is the most important punch in boxing. You know, your right hand or your hook can, can take you around the block, but um, your jab can take you around the world. And my jab is, is second to none. I've got a very good jab. And not only just a, a, a normal straight shooting jab. You know, this jab will come from different angles, different awkward angles from the upside, the inside, shoot to the body. Um, it's just an awkward jab and a fast, aggressive um, jab that puts a lot of fighters off. And I know Lee Selby didn't, didn't expect, you know, the, the, the power and the speed that the jab was, was going to come at him. He was rocking his head back like crazy. Yeah. Um, and that's, what, that's one of my huge attributes in my game. Not only the, the pressure, but, um, you know, the, the, the amount of shots I throw, you know, the, the precision that I throw shots, the combinations. Um, I'm, a, I'm a very good counterpuncher. People think I've just come forward and, and come into brawl, but I've got a very good boxing IQ. I've got a very good vision, great feet. You know, I had 100 amateur fights, so, you know, I've done my apprenticeship. I've been in there with different guys. I've traveled all, over, all around the world um, as an amateur fighting in Russia, Ukraine, Armenia, uh, the U.S., so, People are going to realize that, and obviously, like yourself, you've realized, and a lot of people are starting to realize that. You know, this guy is there. He, he's he's up there in the top. And when we, we compare the lightweights between, um, you know, the top four that they always say is Lopez, and you continue to say uh, Davis, Garcia, and Devin Haney. Well, look, Davis is gone back to one third. Who knows what he's doing? Um, mm. Garcia, what's he done? Who's he fought? He's fought nobody. Um, and then you go to Haney. Haney hasn't fought anyone either. Gifted a title. So when you put the resume, I truly believe that, you know, I mean, Lopez is the man and I deserve to be the number one where I'm at right now. Hey, you ain't, you're not lying. I said that earlier in the intro is that really, if people look at the resume and the guys that you have fought and what and who they have fought in 135 pounder, your last two opponents just legitimized that you probably got a better resume than these guys. And are, 110%. And it's probably more prepared for this type of big fight that has earned the right for this fight. No hype. All hard work. Yep. So I think that's what a lot of people does respect your position and respect you as a fighter. That you, you ain't coming in with no hype. You're not coming in with no storyline that hyped you up. You have hard, you have worked real hard to be in the position. IBF mandatory to, to challenge for, which was supposed to be the Loma. Because I know I know a lot of people was, thought that Loma was going to win. So mm. a lot of talk was Cambosas and, and Loma. But now has become Tiafima Lopez and Cambosas. And to be honest, I'm happy that it's Lopez because styles-wise, and if you go back on some interviews before they had fought and I was getting asked the same question, who do you actually, who do you think is going to win and who do you uh, want to actually fight? Um, personally, I was saying Lopez. I want that fight because he's just got a good style, like my style, exciting style, mm-hmm. fast punches, explosive, can push you away anytime, can hurt you anytime, great footwork, uh, great defense, and we're both young. You know, we're young, we're hungry. Um, we're two lions that are going to come and fight. I mean, so now you imagine that in front of 50, 60,000 people. Um, it's massive, man. It's massive. Um, and, and everything is, is moving nice. Um, and that's the fight I want. Look, Garcia, he's talking about Lopez. He mentioned his name. He goes, yeah, that's a fight we can do later down the track. Haney, he talks a little bit. Then he says down the track. Davis, down the track. He wants to be the ace or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I'm the only guy saying, Lopez, I want you straight after my cell before. I'm calling him out. I called him out a million times. Um, yeah. I don't fear nobody. And I've gone into the backyards of former world champions. I've been in with, with former world champions inspiring. I've been in with legendary fighters inspiring. So 
you know, I mean, Lopez does, does not uh, scare me one bit. I got no fear, and you know, I feel Lomachenko did have a lot of fear in that fight. One thing that that you know, the fight I am, I'm ferocious. Doesn't matter who's in front of me. Hey, and people know that you've been in there with Manny Pacquiao, two hundred plus rounds. So we know you've been you've been with you've been boxing greatness. So let, let what, tell tell us about those experiences. And I know you talked about it before in different interviews, but briefly tell us about those experiences and what do you learn by by sparring um, with Manny Pacquiao or being around Manny Pacquiao? What have you soaked in from from Manny Pacquiao in and out the ring? Look, Pacquiao's a legend, legendary fighter, um, Hall of Famer. We all know his, his accolades. He's, he's an incredible fighter. But to be in there, to do 250-plus rounds with a guy, to be trading leather, to take his shots, to give my shots, to, to outthink him, and then obviously he's changing the game up, uh, his footwork, you know, his movement. You know, and, you, and you said about the counter punches, how I come back with 3-4. Exactly what he does. So mm-hmm. a lot of his game you know, has it implemented onto my game. You know, to be around him, to, to be in and out, to throw the combinations. Um, speed, our speed, you know, when you put both of us together, it's incredible. You know, people yeah. would have paid a lot of big money to, to watch that sparring. Um, great for my career. But again, outside of the ring, just a, just a, a, a humble guy, man, a humble guy that uh, you know, has so much time for his people and so much time for, for, for fans. You know, the things I saw with, with that guy was, was incredible. Um, he would wait after training two, three hours, Lions would, 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 would be there to, to get a photo with him and to talk to him and try to get money off him. And he would sit there for two, three hours after a big session, after sparring, and sit there and take photos with everybody. It's incredible. Um, That's what's I mean, not, not many people would like him. I don't think there'll ever be another Manny Pacquiao, but great for my career. Um, and look, I earned that position too to, to go out there and sparring. I mean, it wasn't just uh, all of a sudden, hey, you're going to spar Manny Pacquiao. I had to go spar Jose Ramirez, uh, Ray Beltran, who are both his sparring partners. And I was sparring them guys at Wildcard, and obviously I got oh. seen by, by Freddie and a few other guys there. And, you know, that's where it started picking up, you know, I mean, my, my, my name and around the circuit said, okay, this guy, this guy has some, some serious talent. Who is this guy? Um, and then it started to progress from there and got the call up, done my work. Unfortunately, you know, he, he I believe he won the fight against Jeff Horn, but, you know, the, the way it went. And then I got the call up again straight after that. I got the call up for the Matisse fight and the Adrian Broner fight. Um, and then obviously okay. for the sermon fight, I had to move on and, and do my own thing. It was just, I didn't want to fall into a category of just a sparring partner. And, all right, all right. We're sitting at number one right now, so. You know, but it, it says a lot for him to keep calling you back. That means that he's giving, that you're giving him that work that he needs to be, you know, himself. So that, that's Look, that. He, he, he personally said, and if you go on, on YouTube, you can find it. Um, he goes, when I'm with Cambosis, it makes me feel young again. And he had personally said it to me. He goes, man, because I love having you here because it reminds me of a young you know, hungry fighter that I used to be. And, you know, that's why, especially with the Matisse and the Broner camps, man, all fantastic uh, training camps. We pushed so hard. And, you know, I really thought that I brought that, that youth back into him and that's why he looks so good. Um, yeah. But great, absolutely great for my career and very beneficial. And that's, that's why I'm not afraid to fight anybody. You know, if I can go trade leather with, with him, you know, I mean, obviously all these other guys that I've sparred, all these other world champions, um, over 20 world champions I've sparred, you know, man, what am I afraid to, to fight anybody? That doesn't bother me. Yeah, I could, I could, I could see that that has carried that has carried into into your repertoire as well. Just like, just like um, John Rio Casimero. Soon as he started, um, um, you know, training with with Manny Pacquiao, five straight stoppages, six straight stoppages. Like, it's like a a, a rebirth to his style, rebirth to, to his career. And he's a beast, man. He's a beast. I remember him uh, training with us as well um, mm-hmm. in the Philippines and in Los Angeles. The guys, are, he's a beast, and he's doing great, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know, I want to see him fight. You know, yeah, I want to see him fight. 
uh, you know what, man, that'll be a, that'll be a cracker for it, uh, an action pack for it. Yeah. So, so how do who who where do you get that aggression from? That that type of style. Where you get it from? From your trainer, or it it, it was you? It, it it was just your style naturally, and then then your trainer just had to work work, work around your style. Yeah, I think naturally I just had that aggressive kind of style where I want to fight, I want to uh, you know throw punches and, and, and sit there and land my shots. But you're trying to mold. You know, I've had multiple trainers. Um, I've always been a guy that wants to learn more and more. I don't want to just sit with with one certain style. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes trainers don't like that. They want to have their one fight and have too much ego. But the coach I'm with now, um, Javier Centino, he, he, he's, he's a great trainer. He's got obviously Xander Zayas, Samir Imam, Emmanuel Tega. Got some great names under him now. And, um, you know, he, he's got no ego. He's happy to bring different guys in. He's happy to learn more and more. And, and, and if it benefits the fighter, um, you know, that's what he's all about. And obviously, I, I have great people in Australia as well. Um, that, that helped me out and they're all for it. They all want to benefit and they want to give the best to the fighter and that's what it should be. But I think that aggressive style, you know, has been there from young. The way I was an amateur, I used to be very aggressive and come forward. But certain trainers have molded and, and I've adapted to what I think is the best way to, to, to progress my career. That's what's up because I, 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 I admire your style. And, and of course, you already know we were, we were talking about it earlier. People talking about this A-side thing. But it's only one man that can actually right now supply a stadium. A stadium. Yeah, man. Well, look. And that and that's Cambosos right now. <laughs> yeah. Look, I saw it is Lopez, right? I saw it. He's got the belts. And when you when you put them together with any other lightweight in the division, he's got the belts. So if you've got the belts, you're the A-side. Um, exactly. doesn't matter how big your social media is. You know, like Ryan Garcia, it doesn't matter how many, you know, 14 or 13 year old little boys and girls follow you. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter, mate. Um, you know, it's, it's who's got the belts? Who's the man of the division? When the real boxing uh, critics and media look at the division, who, who do they say is the A-side? Um, but then again, who can fill out the arena at this stage, you know, in the part of the world that we are right now where yeah. you can't fill out arenas? Cambosis can. Who's Cambosis. a mandatory number one? Who's mandatory number one to the belt? The only mandatory to the to the belt, Cambosis. And Lee Sobey is the number one in the WBO. Obviously, the rating's going to change now, so I really should be the number one WBO as well. So that's two number one world ratings. That's pretty much two mandatories. Um, you got to you got them in a corner. You got to back them in a corner. That's, they, that's that's right. And look, I have a great team around me. I have got great people behind me. Um, some very, very smart people and some guys that are very, uh, you know, know what, what they want with my career and, and how to push me. Um, and look, negotiations are going great. You know, the money's in Australia. Like I said, straight after the fight, the money's in Australia. Um, you want to get that money? You want to come be a world champion, defend your belts? Come get the money and let me collect them belts. Okay, okay. Hey, you, you, you've come to the States. You've come to the States and, and, and try to get, you know, your rankings up. You left your town. You left the uncomfortability. You did what you have to do. The money is in Australia. It's open gate. Um, so, also, what do you feel about that? Your what do you what do you take away from Lomachenko and Teofimo Lopez? What do you take away from that fight where you could capitalize off Lomachenko or, or, or on Teofimo Lopez? Look, the biggest thing that I take away from that fight is Lomachenko didn't throw a punch for seven rounds. When he did start letting his hands go, Lopez was going in back lines. He started getting caught. A few times he looked in trouble. Uh, he's, con- he's conditioning his stamina. And when we saw him, you know, to the body get taken down and, and t- start to really slow up, 
And that's with Lomachenko not throwing a punch for seven rounds. And that's with Lopez being conservative as well. Now, you can see the way he was fighting in the early rounds. He was throwing the shots that he had to throw. It wasn't like he was throwing a million shots at once. So I feel there is a lot of issues with his stamina. I feel there's, there's uh, engine problems with, with Lopez. Um, mm. I feel that his weight, I mean, he's, he, he's a good, solid, thick, um, lightweight. He's not tall. We've taken a photo together. They've had us take a photo together. He's, he's not huge. I mean, mm. Lee Solby was bigger than, than, than uh, Lopez for some okay. reason. And I don't know how that guy made featherweight back in the day. Um, so when I take away from that fight, I think he has engine problems. Um, and I believe that I will, I will you know, definitely uh, capitalize on that. Plus my speed, my speed, my movement, my, my boxing IQ, my footwork to get in and out of range. I think he's going to find it very, very difficult. But um, look, great fight. It's, it's, a, it's a shootout. I really believe it's like a Wild Wild, wild West shootout. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're both going to come and fight. We're going to come and fight. I want to fight this guy in the center of the ring. Let's see how much, uh, how much balls, balls he has. Because look, Lopez didn't give him that. Um, Comey tried to give him that and obviously got him with a good shot. Nakatani was, you know, lackluster performance. You know, not a, not a, so not you, a great. So you got fight. the you got the you you believe you got the right style to neutralize Teofimo Lopez and go out there and 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 win all the belts. You feel like your style. One hundred and ten percent. Look, a lot of people are gonna say, "Oh, this guy's dreaming. Oh, this guy can't do it." But they said the same thing for the before. They said the same thing for the Mickey Bay fight. Um, obviously, this is this is the next level. But I go up with that as well. I just get even better. Um, I believe that what people saw for the Selby fight, you know, and they say, wow, that was a great performance. Man, you can't believe it. You were so fast. You were so sharp. Great performance. But when you find the unified champ, you know how much you get up for a fight like that? I mean, you go to another, not one level, but 10, 15, 20 levels. Um, so I truly believe, and when I have the goods to beat Lopez. <laughs> yeah, you know how many people in the past two days have, have said, Cambosa? Come on, Cambosa. Then they reply like a couple of hours later or a day later and they be like, yo, I just saw uh, a clip from Cambosa. I think I, th- I think that's going to be a hard fight for him. Yeah, well, that's, that's the thing. <laughs> Do you know people, how many people have said that? <laughs> look, we got, a, we got a really good name across the world now, but you still uh, you got the casual supporters that don't realize, okay, who is this guy? What's he, who's he been around? Who's he beat? And then they go do a bit of research and say, okay, wait a minute. He just fought two former world champions. Let's, let's have a look at some videos. Wow, he's fast. He moves great. He's got explosive power. Wait a minute. He's been with Pacquiao. He's been with these other former world champions. Let's look at his self-belief. Does he truly believe in himself? Okay, he believes in himself too. This is going to be a good fight. You know what I mean? And that's what it's all about. And look, as much as what people say, as much as what I say right now, um, you know I mean, I've got to show it on, on the day if that fight does, uh, does eventually, which eventuate, which is the way we're looking at. Well, yeah, what, what, what month y'all looking at? 2021. Um, look, that, that's got to be early in the year. Um, hopefully March, April. I know he's coming off some injuries. He was complaining. Obviously, he had the injury with, with his foot. He's been complaining about his wrist as well. But, um, I mean, I'll tell you now, and I'll tell you, Lopez, right now, that I'm 110%. Um, if you want to do it tomorrow, let's do it tomorrow. Um, I, I have no injuries. I've got no, no problems. I know you probably can't make weight tomorrow. I can make weight tomorrow. <laughs> but, You've been uh, quarantined, so. Doesn't matter. Wait, we'll do a catch as long as the belt's on the line. I don't care. But um, look, yes. we'll be looking at obviously March, April. Fantastic time in Australia. Open stadium, open arena. Um, you know, I mean, so it's a great time of the year. That's what's up. You were trying to be, you, you want to be, you want to be to Australia where many Pacquiao is to the Philippines. That's what you're striving for. Something like that. But not only Australia, but but I I, I live in Greece. Australia. I'm a very proud Australia, but I have that Greek heritage. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm a Spartan warrior. And my family, my bloodlines are all from Greece. 
And when I went forward in Greece last year, which was a proud moment, and I did promise him that I will bring a world title back to Greece one day as well. So, um, look, I've got two nations behind me. I mean, Haney, Garcia, they got obviously the, the US, the American fan base. Um, I'm based in the US, but I have that Australian, Greek fan base, plus a European fan base as well. Um, I mean, so it just makes sense. It's a great fight, and styles make fights, and I, and I love it. I'm gonna tell you like this: If you keep on, cause cause you you have good word, you you got good wordplay, you know how to promote yourself. You keep on, you keep on promoting yourself, and keep on talking to to the American public. I'm gonna tell you like this: They gonna gravitate to you because you know how to express yourself. You not you don't hold nothing back. And look, I'm, gonna... I'm real. Everything I say is real, and that's why I have when I have interviews with with the Ring magazine and Boxing Center, and it's been crazy after this last fight. And you know, I think a lot of them realized at the press conference when I was with, obviously, Selby and Eddie Hearn and all the stuff I've done with Sky Sports, I said, okay, this guy, not only he can fight, the guy is, is devastating in the ring, but uh, he can talk. And we yeah. want to get an interview from him. You know, I do one interview and they, they pick three, four headline stories out of it. So um, it's great. It, it's, it's a great attribute I have. Um, and it's, it's, what I talk is, is not fake, you know, I mean, it's not, not bullshit, like we say in Australia. Exactly. Um, everything is real. It's from the heart. You know, I love this sport. That's why I want the best fights possible for the sport, and that's why I want the most entertaining fights. Um, you know, this, this sport is, is such a you know iconic sport in the world. It's second to none in my heart. So that's what that's why I love this sport. And I, I give so much to it. All right, man. You got one more day left of quarantine. Thank God. Get, <laughs> hope you have a great time and, re, and, and and being with the wife and being with the and with with your family. Yes. Oh, two kids, right? Two kids. Two right? kids, yeah. Two kids. Uh, my little daughter, she's three, and and my son. Look, this is the sacrifices. I love to, to tell people this because um, you get a lot of people want to be negative and write things about fighters. But my son, you know, before I left, he's crawling. I go leave a couple of weeks later. I, I get videos of him starting to walk. So he's pretty much walking right now. So I miss yeah, that. Man. I miss yeah, that. That's 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 the uh, the sacrifice, sacrifice we take as fighters, and that's why the fans. You got to understand that we put it on the line for. You know, for you guys, for you guys to enjoy. So, um, next time you're gonna, people are gonna write a negative comment. I mean, just just try to think about what we go through. But um, exactly. look, it's been a pleasure, man. Been an absolute pleasure. Oh, I want to ask. I wanted to ask uh, uh, this question because I believe that a good co-main event to your main event, the trilogy with with Franco and Maloney. I believe that he got robbed here. Yes. Um, that could be a good co-main event. To one hundred ten percent, one hundred ten percent. We've uh, already spoken about it. Um, that will be definitely the, the, the co-main um, if this whole, this whole event eventuates. There's a fantastic, fantastic co-main, um, great fight, and both going to have bad blood now. Both, obviously, one, one, we know that Maloney got ripped off in that fight. Um, Frank is going to come and obviously want to show a little bit more now, and Maloney's going to be motivated as ever. So that is a fantastic uh, co-main. And then you've got his brother, Jason Maloney, as well, and you've got some other great fighters um, to, yes, to, to be on that card, so it's, it's an action-packed card uh, from start to finish, and um, man, that that puts bums on seats, and everyone that was going to want to watch it because there's so much controversy between the co-main and obviously so much what what Mofo with Lopez brings in and the main. And Tim Tim Tinju. Yeah, that, that, that's a possibility possibility as well. Um, but there's a lot of good names. Xander Zayas, Xander Zayas is a sparring partner of mine. Uh, we train at the same gym. He will come to Australia obviously to, to be in preparation with myself. So, look, another guy that'll be on the card. There's another guy that we promote. I have my promotional company, Terry Nicholas, who's a Commonwealth Games representative. Another guy. So there's a lot of, lot of um, 
a lot of moving pieces and, and a lot of uh, good things, good signs to create a mega event here in Australia. And I'm getting hype. I'm getting hype. It was an honor. Mr. Cambosas Jr. was an honor. Thank you. Thank you very much, no, man. Thank you. God bless you and your family. And you already know you're Monday Wards, Monday Gladiator. No, I appreciate it, man. Spartan Warrior Gladiator. I appreciate it. Thank you. All you're the welcome, best. my brother. All right. Take care. You already know. George Cambosas Jr. Teofima Lopez, Australia. All the belts, all the money. And I'm talking about that A-side type of money. A-side type of money. Don't come around here and punch my box and let me know why he's fighting his mandatory when y'all been complaining for damn near two years about somebody else not fighting his mandatory. Keep the same energy, fellas. Keep the same energy.